0: Good morning. Our second reading is from Matthew, chapter 6, verse 19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Good morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please help us now by your Holy Spirit to hear the voice of Jesus and to learn from him. Amen. We need encouragement at a time like this. And one way we can find it is through the generosity of our church family early on in the pandemic, I attended a a, a seminar online about church finances and we were encouraged to make sure that we had contingency plans in place for the year ahead with scenarios for a significant drop in church giving and also for a very severe drop in church giving. But in fact, last year, we actually saw giving for the life of JPC increase And I, for one, am rejoicing at that evidence of the Holy Spirit powerfully at work amongst us. It's clear that many of us have been profoundly changed by the Holy Spirit over the years, as we've listened to what God has to say on the subject of money and have at least begun to take it on board. After all, what God says is so mind-blowing that it takes a lifetime to absorb. This morning we're just going to be looking at three verses, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. But these verses turn upside down the conventional wisdom about money and possessions, which is to say, the more the merrier. There are three simple lessons here, lessons that Jesus teaches us for our own good. Maybe you've already begun to learn them, maybe you need to begin. Either way, we all need to hear them afresh. The first is this, earthly treasures get destroyed. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Money and possessions don't last and the habit of accumulating is one that we need to break. We need a radical change of attitude and of action if we're not going to become a cropper. That word translated rust has the more general meaning of that which eats away and it's amazing how quickly our possessions do corrode away let alone our money. Mental corrosion can happen even more quickly than physical corrosion. We long for something new which Uh, becomes the one thing that we simply must have, it may be that new car or that far-off dream of a holiday to an exotic location or a new phone whatever it is, it gets a kind of mystical aura around it while we wait, this is the thing that will satisfy us but no sooner have we got it than the aura corrodes away and it doesn't satisfy us, after all And then before long, it begins to look tatty and faded, and we start to long for the next thing. In one way or another, earthly treasures get destroyed, and we need to learn that they are not all that they are cracked up to be. That's not to say that wealth in itself is wrong. The Bible elsewhere says that we should provide for our relatives and make provision for the future, and enjoy the good things that are the gifts Of our Creator. Note what Jesus says here, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. It is the self-centered pursuit of wealth that we must turn our backs on. As John Stott puts it, this verse doesn't prohibit being provident, making sensible provision for the future, but being covetous like misers who hoard and materialists who always want more. So serious giving is liberating. It's a very effective vaccine against the dangerous disease of always wanting more. It helps us to have a healthy realism. After all, we can't take money with us. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7 For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. Giving is also, in a rather topsy-turvy way, a very effective protection against recession. If you're not leaning heavily on money for your security, then you don't fall over when it goes. Moth, corrosion, theft, whatever it may be, let's be under no illusion something is going to get it in the end. Earthly treasures, financial or physical, get destroyed. In the short term, the pursuit of them for ourselves is a very high-risk strategy. In the long term, they are a dead loss. Only our giving really indicates whether we've understood that. The next thing for us to learn is this, so secondly, heavenly treasures are indestructible. Verse 20 But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither rost Uh, neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Heavenly treasures are the eternal rewards that come our way when we put Christ before money and possessions in our lives. We're told that the economic crisis caused by the response to the pandemic is the worst for hundreds of years. But an economic crisis devalues treasures in heaven, not one jot. What are these eternal rewards? The Bible is not explicit. But we do know that the Apostle Paul's great eternal goal was simply to know Christ. Any other rewards will be bound up with that. And beside knowing Christ, anything else pales into insignificance how do we store up this heavenly treasure? Obedience to Christ, suffering for Jesus, forgiving those who sin against us, all these things are promised rewards in the Bible. And so is a willingness to share what we have in order to meet the needs of others. So here is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. They, that is those who are rich, which is most of us, they are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Earthly treasures get destroyed. Heavenly treasures are indestructible. Put those two lessons together, and it's clear there's only one sensible Conclusion. So thirdly, invest in eternity. Why? Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If we think that our lives depend on something, we will not let it go. If we think that our lives depend on money, we will not let that go. But when we know that our lives depend on Christ, Then we won't let go of him and money will come way further down in our list of priorities. Investing in the kingdom of God does not mean that if you give £1,000 one day you'll get an anonymous check in the post for £2,000 the next day. God wants to bless us not spoil us. But the blessing is real both here and now and also in eternity. So if we're going to dis- if, if we decide that we, we are going to invest our money that God has given us in eternity, what should it go to? There are various kinds of needs that we're specifically told to give to in Scripture. There's full time Christian workers, as the Apostle Paul puts it so delicately in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 9, quoting Deuteronomy you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. Then we should give to the poor. For instance, 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 says this, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? We should not neglect family in need, 1 Timothy 5, verse 8, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied his faith, and is worse than an unbeliever. Then according to Jesus, and this is more than a touch disconcerting, we should give to the one who begs from us. That's Matthew chapter 5, verse 42. Giving is powerful. Target your giving strategically to where there is need and to where you are well-placed, maybe uniquely well-placed, to help meet that need. So how are we to give? Here are three guidelines for giving, all to be found in the teaching of the Apostle Paul. First of all, our giving should be carefully considered. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. We should sit down and think through our giving in the presence of God and we should consider above all not the size of our bank balance but the extent of christ's giving for us secondly our giving should be regular 1 corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 verse 2 on the first day of every week each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper regular giving builds the habit in us and it enables those to whom the money is given to plan. Thirdly, our giving should be proportionate to our income and wealth. The money we set aside for giving should be, in those words of the apostle, as we may prosper. That is, we should work on the principle, the more you get, the more you give. 10%, a tithe, was the starting point in the Old Testament, endorsed by Jesus. But there is no need for us to stop there we shouldn't be putting a ceiling on our giving to God so in the light of these lessons let's think afresh about how we're using our money let's rejoice at all the investing in eternity that we see around us and let's join in for our own good and for Jesus let's pray Lord Jesus, please teach us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Amen.